Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome to the Steelers Outpost Podcast, a proud member of Sports Drink Network. This is Nick coming to you from the Houston Outpost here on Tuesday, September 12th. After the great reckoning in the NFL, after this terrible Aaron Rodgers injury that occurred last night, after a weekend of really amazing football, a lot of great performances by great players. Uh, First off, I think everybody would be in agreement here when we're talking about national news it's hard to start with anything except for T.J. Watt. I mean, he's amazing. Three sacks, two forced fumbles. What a great player. Uh, so that's great. Um, besides that, I, I would assume everybody uh, nationally would probably move to Anthony McFarland, who had some sick kick returns for the Steelers. He almost got it to the 40 one time. And I believe he got it around the 30 a couple other times. And, yeah, that was awesome. Also, the preseason was awesome for Steelers fans. That team was so sick. You guys remember when Kenny Pickett was playing against the first-string Buffalo Bills defense, and he hit that awesome back-shoulder post, skinny post touchdown to Fryermuth, who caught the ball in between Matt Milano and Jordan Poyer, two Pro Bowl players. That was sick. There was also, like, George Pickens had a touchdown. Deontay Johnson had a nice long catch. Preseason, also sick. Okay, so let's make this quick. None of us are in a good mood. It's Tuesday. The Steelers laid the biggest stinker uh, we've seen since the last few times they've been on the field because the biggest bummer about this loss to the 49ers is it's starting to feel, and I think Pat McAfee actually used this quote and it woke me up and it made me very sad. McAfee, good Steeler supporter, so he actually had some, some positivity to spin about it. But he said, especially regarding Matt Canada, who we'll, we'll discuss, it's the same old Steelers. We had all this excitement from the preseason. We had actual evidence that this offense was going to do different things. They were going to use the middle of the field. They weren't going to keep going with all the jet sweep bull crap that really has no rhyme or reason. They're going to throw posts. We, th- we saw posts to George Pickens to Fryermuth, we saw crossers, we saw all different kinds of things, but at the end of the day, Steelers offense got out there, laid an absolute clunker, couldn't get a first down until the second quarter, scored seven points, went three and out probably on eight drives or something like that, and it was just, they got run out of the gym by the Niners, a team that is truly unbelievable, one of the most talented teams I've seen in the NFL at any point in time, like this is peak talent. Not only do they draft really well, they have all the highest paid players. We have no idea how they manipulate the salary cap in this way. And Brock Purdy looks like a real stud for them. 
uh, with, you know, when you take the fact that, hey, this guy's pretty good, but he's got Matt, you know, he's got uh, Kyle Shanahan calling plays for him. And you see the amount of wide open throws that he gets to make during those games. But then he does make a few plays here here and there, and you just can't help watching him and be like, I wish Kenny had the the opportunity to, to make some wide open throws. That'd be great. But yeah, so same old Steelers. That's what's scary about this game. And I do think we need to to panic a little bit. <laughs> I know there's a traditional don't panic, it's just week one thing. There are some reasons to panic, just given the fact that it looks so similar to what we've seen for the last four years in Pittsburgh. And then you get these massive injuries uh, to areas of, of real concern. You know, Deontay Johnson, really the only player on the Steelers who can consistently separate one-on-one as a wide receiver. Like we love Pickens, but I guess it's going to be all jump balls right now. So that, that's tough. And the Steelers got absolutely gashed in the run game, which is definitely their own fault on defense. But once again, in, I mean, it's Kyle Shanahan. He's going to do, he could do that to any team and he's definitely going to do it to any team. And they're going three and out all the time. And he would have done even worse if you didn't have the spectacular Cam Hayward in the middle. And so, yeah, these, these injuries absolutely suck, but it is just week one. And I know nobody wants to hear that, but you, you have to, you have to grade it as such. This was such a failure. The Steelers generally do really well in bounce backs and I don't know if that's going to happen this week or if it's going to be yet another year of which we've seen way too many where they kind of go one and five, they put themselves in a hole and then around and around we go, they win six out of seven games. You know, they don't play anybody. They don't really ever beat any elite teams, but then we turn around at the end of the season and we say, Hey, look at them. Like there's, there's encouragement here. Um, so that's just kind of what you're scared of, but I will say, Hey, the odds of that happening, the odds of the Steelers getting it together they're pretty decent and their schedule isn't brutal at certain stretches. So I think the Steelers will get back on it. And I just think that's why it's tough right now. Like, Hey, scary. This is legitimate, right? They didn't just lose. They lost in the same way they've losing, been losing for four or five years. This is an institutional problem in Pittsburgh. The problem is offense. They don't know how to coach it and, and call plays. And they definitely don't know how to develop it. I mean, you know, Kenny also very clearly got his head bounced off the turf like a basketball. Once again, he did that to himself. Still not figuring that out. He's just so similar to Tua. It's so funny. The national, you know, Tua is a higher draft pick, much more famous player. But Kenny and Tua are not very different, except for the fact that Tua came out of Alabama, extremely well-schooled and extremely talented in reading defenses, quick release, distribute the ball, throw over the middle. Kenny was a little bit more of a freestyler at Pittsburgh and, you know, could stand for some tutelage, but here he is with Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada. It's frustrating. But that being said, it's week one. The Steelers have put themselves in a lot of holes over the last 10 years, and then they fight back over the second half of the season. And that's just the thing. Are we going to see same old Steelers like, oh, they, they fought back and now we're excited, even though so much of that evidence was, was kind of trackable last year. Um, you know, you saw how Najee ran, you saw how Jalen Warren ran, you saw what Pickens can do. These are, these are things that aren't just fool's gold. I, I would probably categorize some of the Kenny Pickett pack, um, comebacks as a little bit of fool's gold. Like we've admitted, we, we love seeing it, but those are tough. Like that's like, okay, we're really excited about that. It seems like this guy really has the moxie, but that's not as measurable as like, okay, wow, we have seen. 70 carries from Najee Harris, and he's breaking tackles. He's juking people out. 
He is running smarter. He's seeing holes better. He's falling forward. Kenny, it's more like, okay, you know, he's with this terrible offense, but we're happy that he was clutch and made a drive at the end. But generally, we're seeing 90% of the game, you know, there's not a lot going on. So uh, it's it's tough to grade the pro, to, the progress there. So I'd say, yeah, number one, that's the big fear for the Steelers. There's an institutional problem with the offense. There's no rhythm to the play calling. I am getting so tired of having this conversation in my own brain after every game. Like, they're down 16-0 to the Niners, and they come trotting out there. And uh, it reminds me of Tommy Maddox. Let me explain that to you. This is what I told my dad after the game. I loved Cordell Stewart. Cordell Stewart was my gateway into football. That was my guy. I'm born in the 1990s. That's like prime time for me, right? And then I was so sad when stupid Kent Graham took his place here and there, and then when they traded him away or released him or whatever, he went to the Bears. And Tommy Maddox comes in, and the Steelers are able to throw the football for the first time in my lifetime, and it's pretty fun to watch. And I turn to my dad at one point and say, Dad, this is a crazy experience. When Tommy Maddox drops back to pass, I have a feeling like something good could happen. Whereas with Cordell, my guy, I have to admit, when he drops back to pass, you hold your breath. You think that there's going to be an interception. So there's an excitement in that. But at the end of the day, you're not super confident. Tommy Maddox, you go back to like, man, we can complete some passes. And then Ben Roethlisberger comes around and it totally changes. I turn to my dad after his first year and I say, dad, when Ben fades back to pass, not only am I not scared, I get excited. I think something's good Something good is going to happen. I think we're about to go bombs away. And then for about 17 years, that was pretty much the truth, right? So when the Steelers offense comes trotting, waddling on out onto the field against the 49ers, the super team, and I see like, okay, here we go. They're going to get in their two tight end, two receiver, one running back formation with their one different motion call. And, oh, great, there's an off tackle. It didn't work. They called it again on second and 10 to the other side, like, just how many times can you say they don't use the middle of the field? They don't use play action. Three play action throws, I believe, the entire game. They don't, like, uh, what was the other one? I mean, just no spacing on receiver concepts. So many film clips of guys in the same area. They run the same play multiple times in a row. They, they do stupid short yardage ideas on, on, on second and long. Like, it's just the same thing over and over again. So let's give them some weeks to, to figure it out. But I just cannot believe after what we saw in the preseason, what we saw, those tendencies weren't there. I cannot believe they reverted to that. And, and over and over and over again, they just dug themselves back in the same hole against San Francisco. So that's really disappointing. Now, I will turn to the fact that they have, uh, you know, there's time to turn around. And what we're going to be looking for are a few things. We're going to look for some individual performances. I mean, You know, George Pickens basically got one target in the game until the game was completely out of hand. Can they figure that out? I mean, obviously not. Obviously they can't. But we'd love to see some spectacular catches and and some throws from Kenny uh, to George Pickens. But we got to look at the individual players. How does the line come along? That's the big one. How does Kenny start coming along? Does this concussion affect him? But we can still track the growth of players and then hopefully just the uproar against Canada because, look, Tomlin's not a, he's not an offensive mind. John Harbaugh, same thing. They need to bring somebody in from Kyle Shanahan tree, whether that's in, from San Fran, whether that's from 
Miami, whether that's like, uh, you know, LaFleur, one of the LaFleurs who's from the Shanahan adjacent, they need to get somebody in who's an NFL coach. We got to stop with this. All right, we'll hire a 70-year-old, and then we'll hire a guy who's had no success at any level of football. <laughs> He's not been part of any successful offensive operations. Just please hit a single when it comes to the next offensive coordinator. So we'll be watching for if this continues. Yeah, you have the, the, um, you know, the, the, the sunny thought that the firing of Canada becomes inevitable. And this is what we said last year. We said, hey, if they're going to keep him, we sort of understand that because we don't want Kenny to have to go through multiple coordinators in the first few years. That is generally a death sentence. But we're not giving them the whole 2023 season. They have to be good from the first game. So there's a lot of adrenaline riding in this Browns game. Look, it's not a good matchup. I'm not predicting a win. The the Steelers couldn't stop the run last week. These guys can run all over anybody. Um, well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't, I wouldn't predict a win. I mean, it doesn't look good, but there is something about the Steelers at night that, you know, it could be a disgusting game, but they'll, they'll figure out a way to pull it out. But it's not looking good on paper, right? But that creates a sense of urgency. And we're going to see what the Steelers are made of. So I'll be happy to follow along with that. And uh, at that point, you know, through the next five games, we're really going to see truly what direction the modern Steelers go in because there needs to be some sort of overhaul offensively, particularly. Defense, you know, I just don't think that there are a lot of great defenses in the NFL, and I think it's really hard to grade a defense when your offense not only doesn't score points, but they, they have three plays per drive and punt. So, oh, so disappointing. But, man, T.J. Watt is sick. Man, he's badass. That's awesome. Feel bad for Cam. Feel bad for Deontay. Steelers do still have a ton of talent on the roster. This was a rant. I tried not to make it that way, but how could we do anything except for that? Kenny, you know, let's just be real. Don't let them test you. Don't let them concussion test you. We, we can't watch Mitch. I refuse to watch Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph at this point. You've already done enough to us, Steelers, okay? We can't have it, but Steelers got a lot of talent. That is just an objective fact. They got guys, they got dudes, they got bros. They got men, they don't have any boys. Right? We got to watch how they improve. Ugh. Unfortunately, it's just to hold your breath, wait and see. Can't really make a, uh, a call until a few weeks from now. So let's see the Steelers fight. Let's see them uh, have a sense of urgency. The entire sheen of the preseason was wiped out in three hours. Actually, I'll be in 20 minutes when it became apparent that the Steelers couldn't hang with the Niners. That sense of urgency, I think, is a good thing for the Steelers. Last year was a year of patience. This year is a year of put up or shut up or make changes. Let's look forward to that. All right. Hit us up on Twitter, Steelers Outpost, SteelersOutpost at gmail.com. Until next week, go Steelers. Okay, bye-bye.